Welcome to Beyond the Press Release Canada Day edition. With us today, Steve Saviak, CEO of Valio Pharma, trades on the CSC under VPH for our friends in the US, VPHIF, and for our friends in Europe on Frankfurt under VP2. Look, typically when you hear about biopharma, you think you, you think big R&D, long approval cycles, high risk. That's the antithesis to Valio Pharma. They're commercial stage revenue generating Canadian pharmaceutical right now. How they do that is they acquire the Canadian rights to commercial stage proprietary drugs outside of Canada, and then they commercialize them right here in the country. Uh, they're focused on neurodegenerative diseases, oncology and hospitality, uh, hospital specialty products. But the most important thing is this in-licensed business model means no development or clinical risk. More than just lip service, 2020 net revenue, $7.5 million. Recently closed $11.5 million, $11 million bought deal, $6.6 million convert, uh, debenture, sorry. Uh, and that's before their biggest new drugs have yet to fully hit the market. And they're forecasting big revenue by 2025 as high as $160 million. Today, what do we talk about? Q2 record revenues, 2.65 million, up 42% sequentially over the last quarter, not the year before. Steve, welcome back. George, pleasure to be back on Agoracom. Congratulations on the, on uh, on this on this report. Thank before you. Before going to the details, how good does it feel for your company to be executing uh, as expected? Uh, it feels great. I mean, we it's a, our best quarter in our history, uh, and we've been around for 18 years, so that says something. Uh, and what I liked about this quarter is even some of our older products, our more our earlier uh, products that we've had for several years now, we're contributing um, uh, well. And these three new products that we're launch or launching, um, only Redesca had about two weeks of sales, so very minor sales from Redesca, and yet we were still able to meet that or beat the, the best quarter ever. What we're expecting for the current quarter, which ends uh, July 31st, is an over 50% jump in revenues from that second quarter. So yeah, we are, the afterburners are on, we're firing on all cylinders, the team's working, uh, the products are out there. We just launched our two asthma products. And I don't, you know, the key for our company is it's nice to have a portfolio of products, but you really have to look at the big drivers. And our big drivers will be Redesca, which is an anticoagulant or a blood, blood, thinner. blood thinner for people at home in layman's terms. Launched uh, in uh, late April. It's already become our best-selling product. This is a big market. It's about a $200 million market. We expect that annual sales of Redesca, not this year, but in probably 18 to 24 months, will be about $30 million per year. Wow. And our two new asthma drugs, which we launched last week, actually, we started shipping. Uh, we started to deploy a, a fairly large sales force uh, to, to meet with doctors. We're going to be calling on about 12,000 uh, doctors across Canada, both specialists and primary care or family doctors. Um, and we're expecting revenues for these two products to hit over $100 million. Uh, and I know these numbers sound, you know, almost too good to be true, but asthma is a big market. And these two products have shown that they have that in clinical trials, that they have uh, surpassed the benefits of what today is being taken by uh, people suffering from moderate to severe asthma. So we're very excited about the products we have and the launch. The people, we're over 80 people now in the company, will be 100 by the end of the summer. Um, 
And the fact that we now have this capital from these financings really supports, will give us the support for that growth. And to be clear, because you said clinical trials earlier with, with respect to your asthma drugs, you guys didn't undertake, you didn't undertake those clinical trials. They've already happened at the expense of, and I'd love for you to say the name, a big pharmaceutical company that, you, that just looked at you guys said, we want you guys to commercialize in Canada for us. Who is that? That's correct. Well, as you said earlier, we do not take the clinical or research risk. We in licensed drugs that have already completed those phases. So the company that we're talking about is Novartis. Novartis, as you know, is one of the top pharmaceutical companies in the world. And we executed a licensing deal, an eight-year licensing deal with Novartis Canada to, to gain the rights to these two new asthma drugs. And these are new drugs. They've just been approved or they were approved last summer by Health Canada. Novartis had not commercialized them in Canada. In other countries, they are commercializing them in Europe and in other uh, areas of the world, but not in Canada. We are their Canadian partner. So uh, many, many dollars. Uh, I don't know the, the full amount of the research uh, cost of, on these drugs, but you could just imagine uh, that these are world-class drugs and that typically entails quite a significant investment. The phase three trials on these drugs, the final trials before approval, uh, many countries, over 7,500 patients. So Novartis has done it right. They've done it in the big pharma way. Uh, and we're now deploying it in the big pharma way with a, with really a top sales team uh, that is uh, now calling on physicians. And that's a great part because you know the efficacy. The whole, the whole industry knows. Government healthcare uh, 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 departments know. So this is why you guys are talking about uh, you're thinking that you're going to be doing $106 million in revenue by 2025 annually, correct? That's correct. And that's a combination of our, these two asthma drugs, uh, Redesca, plus some of the other drugs that we have. Uh, again, j just to touch very quickly on asthma, this is a large market. This is a sure. seven to $800 million market annually in Canada. And these two drugs, and specifically Enerzare, which is really the star of the, of the drugs, it's, kind of, it's a new three chemical combination drug tr for, to treat asthma, um, has shown in clinical trials a significant improvement over what today is being used as, and what is considered the standard of care. So we're very, uh, very uh, optimistic and very you know, excited is even the word about what the future holds uh, with these products, not to say I'm not counting any others that might be in the pipeline that we're working on. So it's what we have today. Uh, great team and, uh, you know, great. Uh, it's just a great time at, at Valio Pharma. Steve, 42% sequential growth this Q2 over Q1. And you're also in this press release, you guys are estimating a 50% revenue increase in Q3 over this amazing quarter, Q2. Is that what we should pretty much expect for the next several years? That these aren't just these aren't just outlier quarters. It seems no, like this right. is going to be the. And why is that happening? You know, again, it, nothing goes up in a straight line, as you know. Course, there are yeah. a number of factors that, and and even seasonality factors that do play into it. But yes, we expect continuous growth, led right now by Redesca, our anticoagulant, our blood thinner. And later on this year, as Enerzair starts to pick up uh, in terms of sales, um, that Enerzair and, and Atectura will be the drivers for the years to come. So yeah, I, I would see as far out as we can see, and typically we model three to four years, we see quarter over quarter growth 
Um, but you know, I can't say it'll be 50% every quarter. There might be some quarters that'll be even bigger, some quarters it could be less, but we'll see that ongoing growth. And, uh, and we'll be talking to our shareholders about certain, uh, I'll call metrics about prescriptions, number of physicians, and, and what the, I think our shareholders should look for is to see those numbers continuing to go up. Your blood thinner drug, Redesca, is on its way now. We've talked about that. It's already hit the market in April, partway through the quarter. Now it's in full blown. It's it's going and 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 it's in the cycle now. Talk to us about where the asthma drugs are, uh, what their status is, and what you expect. They're in pharma, they're in the drug system in Canada, which is the wholesale system and in the pharmacies. Our sales team has deployed or started to deploy as of last week. That'll continue to accelerate throughout the course of uh, July and until we start to really hit full stride beginning of August. Uh, but what's also very important is who's paying for these drugs. And typically, and this it's something that's not talked about often, but you know, again, patients rarely pay for their drugs. Drugs are typically paid for by both either private insurance companies or the public or public payer, which is the provinces themselves. As far as the private payers are concerned, about 80% of all patient lives covered by private payers have already agreed to reimburse this drug. So that's a big fact, uh, positive for us. Massive. As far as the public payers go, and that typically there's a lag with the public payers. They take more time before they, they uh, come on board. We've, we've started now to engage with in that process. And I would expect that early next year, we should have full coverage with the public pay. And that's where I say, for the rest of this year, Redesco will be driving a lot of the sales growth. But once we have both private and public payers on board, you'll see Enerzera next year uh, rise, I think, quite substantially and become, at that point, our biggest product. Uh, you've raised, I, I gave the numbers earlier, $11.5 million bought deal, a $6.5 million debenture. So you're over, you know, you're over close, you're, you're, seven, you're just over $18 million. How far does that $18 million take guys? Cause like I said, you don't have to go through the clinical expenses and trial expenses. So how far does that $18 million go and what will you be using it on? The, uh, I would say more, that that should take us to cash flow break even. First of all, we have uh, credit facilities available to us which have not been utilized. Uh, we have warrants outstanding. And I was told today that uh, by our CFO that if all the warrants were exercised, it would bring in over $25 million. So that's wow. a lot of additional capital. And we are talking to other uh, non-dilutive sources uh, of, uh, of capital providers uh, about potentially coming on board with our company. So our view right now is uh, we did this financing and uh, if I had my way, we would not come back to the capital markets uh, in the foreseeable future. And that's, I think, what our shareholders want to hear, that I think we've got the money to do the job that we have in front of us. I'm going to ask you a devil's advocate question and then more of a blue, blue sky question. Devil's advocate, things are going great. What are the risks, though, that, and every company's got them, by the way. It doesn't mean they're fatal or they're a problem. But what are the risks? Because it looks like just great runway for you. Are there any risks that you worry about? You know, I've, and I've said this probably many, you know, the, the risk is not about the products. The risk is not about finding the, the capital or having the capital to us. It's execution risk, making sure that we have the right people in the right place. We have a new president that joined us in January from Servier Canada, a great guy, great experience. 
uh, knows the farm industry in Canada, well, well seen by other companies in Canada. So I think we've got a great leader in him to run the day-to-day -day commercial operations. And we've added a lot of people. And, you know, as you know, when you add a lot of people in a short period of time, there may be a few that don't work out. And uh, that's what we have to, to watch for. So I would say that the, the just, you know, execution risk, adding a lot of people in a short period of time, make sure that that everyone is, is a, you know, is value culture. We have this culture in our company, which is very much around share ownership. Uh, the company is still very heavily owned by insiders. We did participate in this round. The 10 point or 11.5 million had a $1.5 million president's list included in that. So, and, and that list could have been double it. We were kind of held back by our investment banking firm that that uh, had other clients they wanted to sure into the deal so that i think that commitment is uh, what we look for in our in our key team and in fact in all our employees we want our employees to be owners and it's uh i think that uh, sets us apart uh, maybe a bit like westjet that you know where westjet people are yep. shareholders i don't know westjet uh, it's a western i mean very well but you know, I, I think there's a culture there and I think Valio in some ways is maybe a very similar culture. I'll tell you a great 10 second story about WestJet. I always need gum when I go on a plane to chew when it's taken off from my ears. I forgot it. The gate people knew, but they told me there's no time for me to go get it from the store. So they said, just gonna have to go to your seat and I go to my seat. By the time I've sat down, some WestJet employees huffing and puffing running down the aisle, give me gum. I go, what's this? She goes, we went and bought it for you. We brought it to you. So that's an example of, you know, what you might expect out of, out of Valley. That's why I love that model. Everyone is, you got that WestJet model. I do note though, you forgot one short-term risk that's pretty important, which is the fact that the Canadians are in the finals and you got employees now who might be staying up late, uh, victory right. parties, maybe having a couple of drinks, coming in a little bit late in the morning. How right. are you managing that risk, Steve? <laughs> that is probably, as you say, one risk that uh, that even uh, I, I may be at. at uh, <laughs> even your kill tonight, and uh, luckily Canada Day is tomorrow, so we're going to be able to recover. And then Game Three is Friday, so. Uh, but yeah, the fever, uh, Canadians' fever, certainly caught Montreal and it's caught Canada. And I think it's very interesting that we have a Canadian team in the finals, and I think. All of Canada's come around Montreal. I've seen uh, maps of of, uh, of Canada, sort of you know animated maps, which have the Canadians logo across it. And it's very right. nice to see that you know after the last year and a half that we've gone through with the pandemic and what have you, that something is really gripping and pulling people together. And uh, I'm just glad that it's happening in our city. I want to give you the blue sky question because I told you I was going to ask you a devil's advocate question, and I want to give you the blue sky question. Uh, uh, which may be a small devil's advocate question, which is any any concern that you guys are growing so fast, you, uh, you're doing so well, you've got this great forecast by 2025 that you become a takeover target. You know, that is, uh, I think the the what prevents that from happening, it certainly could happen. And there's certainly things that I've, I've thought of as, uh, you know, especially given our share price, I think is a little, de is a little depressed right now. Uh, Post-financing, uh, we're around 85 cents. Our market cap is uh, probably 60 million. Uh, with that potential, you start saying, yeah, could someone? But again, uh, the, we have a great shareholder group. And I think our objective is to certainly build this company for the foreseeable future. And um, I think that group is, gives, in, a, in essence, kind of like a, not a, I wouldn't call it a poison pill, but it, you know, anyone who would want to buy the company has to come and see myself and a bunch of our employees here. And I tell you, they uh, the, the, right now the 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 feeling we have this the, the sheer uh, 
sort of, uh, I guess, optimism we have about the company. No one's looking to, uh, no, we, they would not be well received. So I, I'm not too worried about that. Yeah, I don't think it would be either, but I thought it'd be a great question to ask because I think it, I mean, I know I wouldn't vote for any kind of takeover anytime soon, that's for sure. We're still, uh, we've got a young team out there and it's getting younger and, I'm, you know, it, it, in, you know, it's hard to imagine, but we've got, I think, a team as strong as even the big pharmas in Canada. We've got people here who worked at Merck, worked at Pfizer, worked at GSK and what have you. Um, and they like this entrepreneurial company, the opportunities they see with this pro with our products, the opportunity to participate through share ownership. Uh, and I, I can't say enough about the people that work for Valio Pharma. That is our big strength. And, uh, you know, good people, good products, well capitalized. It's, it's a formula for, I, I believe it's a formula for success. Uh, and I like to call it, you know, real products, real business, real revenue, real customers. And look, it's translating to, you know, record revenues this quarter, more record revenue coming for Q3. So you guys are hitting on all cylinders. I want to thank you for coming on and talk to everybody and congratulate you again on another fantastic quarter. Yeah, well, thank you very much, George. And uh, enjoy your Canada Day. I know you'll be rooting for the Canadians tonight. Absolutely, absolutely. Look forward to being back on your show with, again, more more updates on Valio and uh, can't wait to, to, to get back on. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt that you're going to be on quite a bit in the next, uh, in the next six months uh, uh, on a buy, you know, every couple of weeks, every two, three weeks, I can see that happening, but let's celebrate this one. Congratulations to you, the team and everybody, Steve. Great. Thanks a lot. For everybody at home, you've been watching or you've been listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform. To Steve Saviak, he's CEO of Valio Pharma, trades on the CSC under VPH, VPHIF for our friends in the US, and VP2 for our friends in Germany on Frankfurt. Your part now, the, the, the interview is over, you got to do your due diligence. The best way to do that, especially if you're new and you've seen the numbers uh, reported and you've kind of attracted yourself to the story saying, who are these guys? Two ways to do it. First, get to the profile uh, for Valio on Agoracom, because we know it's Biopharma. We know there's a lot of you know science here and a lot of terms you may not understand. We've broken it down to layman's terms, a good 10,000 foot view of the company. Take you three or four minutes to really understand what they do. And then from there, use the link to hop over to Valio's website. Do your, duper, do your deeper dive due diligence because uh, hopefully you discovered your next great small cap pharmaceutical company. We think we have, but you got to make that decision for yourself. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. Happy Canada Day. And for our friends of U.S. could be watching this on the weekend, happy July 4th weekend as well. Hey guys, this video is over, but don't forget to help your company by liking it and then leaving a comment below. And then don't forget to help yourself by subscribing to our channel so you don't ever miss another great Agoracom small cap video.